Hello, and welcome to Two Sides to Every Story. I'm Lauren, and I'm Neurotypical. And I'm Austin, and I'm not Neurotypical. We're here this week to talk to each other about quirks or habits that need further explanation. Everyone has oddities about them, some a little more odd than others. Hopefully, as you'll listen, you'll find one of our views relatable, and it'll help you feel a little less alone in the world. As always, we're not professionals, nor are we seeking to give advice. This is just our lived experience as we see it. So with that, let's get into it. Quick heads up, we live in the city, so you might hear some ambulances or some really loud cars. And we also have two dogs that might bark, whine, or scratch at the door. So we apologize for any inconvenience. Other than that, I hope you enjoy this podcast. (laughs) So Austin, this is like, our third episode now and as per usual i just want to start off by asking you how your week has been my week's been good it's been long and exhausting but overall good i've gotten everything done that i needed to get done today or this week and um we record these on Fridays, and I'm really excited for the weekend <laughs> and not have to have respons- well, as many responsibilities. How was your week? My week was good. Um, as we talked about last episode, I dog-sat my parents' dog this week, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of nice to like go over there when we kind of live separately for a little bit it's kind of nice because it like forces me to be responsible for like everything um like I have to make myself breakfast lunch and dinner and I have to you know do all the daily responsibilities which it's nice splitting them sure but sometimes it's like nice to feel all those responsibilities at least for me I'm the type of person that, like, does well with lots of responsibilities and lots of things to do. I don't really do well with idle time, so. For me, it was really refreshing, and it was nice. So, I went first last week, so I think you should go first this week. Well, mine's not... I don't really know what mine is. It was honestly something that just kind of annoyed me (laughs) a little bit. Um, And I guess I thought I'd bring it up but well wait have you like brought this up to me in the past and you're like rehashing something or you've like never confronted me about this annoyance um i wouldn't say it's really necessarily that reoccurring it's just something that happened this week and i can't really think of another specific instance where it's happened it probably has maybe but okay just double checking proceed Uh, Well, it was yesterday, and I just got done with a meeting that I was in, and I was telling you about the meeting, and there's this one professor that was, I called him eccentric, and I said that that was a stereotype, like the eccentric professor is similar to the absent-minded professor, like using those as roughly as synonyms, and you said, I mean, you disagreed with me, and you said you're right sarcastically but in that moment like what came to my mind was like yeah i am right like i am right like i know that's a thing i've heard it before and um i'm curious if you really do disagree with me 
Because I also felt like maybe you were just saying, I, maybe you, you do disagree, but I, I just feel like you weren't going to let me be right. <laughs> well, that's not really what I thought that you were going to say. But let me just say, that is not true. That's not what you called him. Well, you did call him eccentric, but that's not how you phrased it. Like, your, your recollection of the story, to me, is like proving to me that you don't even understand why you're wrong. You specifically singled him out as being a professor from Yale. I said he was from Princeton. I never met anyone from Yale. I'm telling you, you said there was this Yale professor at my meeting, and I don't care if he wasn't really from Yale, but that's what you said, and you 100% would do something like that. You would absentmindedly say that he was from the wrong college. That is something that you would do. So I do misspeak sometimes, but more often than not, I speak what I mean to speak, or else I wouldn't be able to communicate like with anybody. Like I do misspeak a lot, but just because I misspeak a lot is not a reason to always assume I'm wrong in these sorts of debates. So if I say I said Princeton and you say I said Yale, like you can't use it that I misspeak often as an argument because that's still no physical proof that I said something wrong. Okay, well, I 100% believe that you said Yale, so where's your physical proof that you said Princeton? I think the strongest evidence is that he was actually from Princeton, so that's more likely I would say he's a Princeton professor than a Yale professor. I really, like, I know you, and I really think that it's more likely that you would say he was a Yale professor, even though he was a Princeton professor. But regardless, this isn't even my point. My point is that you, like, said you were specifying that he was from a certain college. Like, you were like, this professor is from this college, making, and the stereotype for professors at this college is an eccentric professor. You said it like that. I don't know if that's what you meant, but that is how you said it. You said this, I'm going to say it, you said this Yale professor, and that's such a stereotype for Yale, eccentric professor. And I replied with, is it really? Like, I've never heard a professor being, like, signaled out from this specific school as being called an eccentric professor. Of course I've heard the term eccentric professor, but I was questioning whether it was a term for this specific school because I felt that that was a bit outlandish and that you were just exacerbating this reputation that this, you know, professor had. And if I remember that's what I said. I was like, is it really? And then you were like, yeah, that is a common thing. Everybody knows that. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Because I didn't want to get into it. And I wasn't going to believe you. Like, no argument that you were, um, what's the word? Rebuttal you had for me was going to confirm in my mind that a professor from this school is regularly called an eccentric an eccentric professor because I've never heard it and so nothing you were gonna say was gonna convince me so I just said yeah okay you're right to let you be right okay I have a few comments I would have never said Yale because (laughs) I don't think of Yale in that way I don't even think about Yale I never that school never comes to my mind ever 
like Princeton and when I said the school like I don't mean necessarily I mean yes that specific school but also like all really you know like Ivy League schools like Princeton or they're not necessarily just Ivy League but prestigious schools like Princeton or Harvard or you know um like Cambridge like they have a stereotype for having eccentric absent-minded people you know and that's what I was referring to and I just was mind-boggled that you had never would have never heard anything like that before sounds like you have but when we were in that conversation that had not come across so when you said you're right sarcastically it really annoyed me because I was like I am right and you are wrong see no this is what happens when we get into conversations like this from the beginning you like think some sort of way and you get so stubborn because I told you in the conversation I was like you I asked I said from that specific school you're talking about professors from that school that's I said that you're shaking your head right now but that I said that as part of my argument as to like you can't just like pinpoint this school as professors having eccentric professors and then you were like yeah that's a common thing so like you were just so you were so stubborn I could already tell entering that conversation that you were going to be so stubborn on your point as to justify why you called this man an eccentric professor that I wasn't even going to argue with it because it was going to end in like neither of us agreeing and that's what happens when you enter a conversation already so stubborn like holding on to the fact that you're right and I do it too I was stubborn I knew I mean I'd never heard it so from my perspective I was right because how could you say that that's a common stereotype for this specific school and I've never heard that even if I was just talking about Princeton I'd still say I'm right (laughs) cause you're stubborn no because they are known for having eccentric professors like all prestigious schools are but I might hear that more often than you do when I say common it doesn't necessarily mean like common stereotype I guess to everybody but just common generally like most people I know would also think this okay well you literally work in academia like I don't think so maybe like it's a common thing in academia but like I have friends that go to Princeton um and they aren't like coming back to me telling me like oh my professors are so eccentric like and from everything that I've heard about it which is just like I don't know I know it's a school I know it's a well-known school I know it's like an old school but I don't hear like the things that I know about Princeton aren't centered around the stereotypes of how their professors act I think you maybe just have a different perspective because some of these people are your colleagues and that's a different relationship than, you know, I have to them or the common person has to them. I mean, that's fair. Um, I do want to be clear, though, when I don't really think these stereotypes are true. Um, It was just like I was just amazed how well he fit, fit it, you know, and but. I don't, if I really got to know the person more, I'm sure he wouldn't, because um, I really don't know him that well. But he seemed like a very exciting person to work with. <laughs> I also want to clarify something. Like, what is the exact definition of eccentric? Because I don't always think of that as, like, a positive thing. 
So I think maybe in the moment I was kind of thinking like, not that you were using it negatively because you never speak about anybody negatively, but I wasn't necessarily associating with that as like a positive thing, you know, doing the work that you guys were doing um, or that like a professor would be doing. Like when I think of like having an eccentric professor, that stresses me out because I think about like chaos and like disorganized professor and that I don't like professors like that. So I guess when I was thinking that you were like saying, oh, that's a common stereotype, I was like, surely not every professor at the school is like disorganized and chaotic, like I associate the word with. Well, definition of eccentric is strange or unusual according to Google search. And that's how I meant it even more widely, just like non-typical behavior, like it's unusual behavior. And I mean, I, I, I mean it, I meant it in a good way too. In some circles in science, differences are looked upon as, as great strengths. Do you think some of your students would call you eccentric because you wear the same thing every single day that they see you? Like you, you see them once a week and you wear the same outfit the same day of the week. So every time they see you, you're in the exact same clothes. And I feel like that's a little bit strange. So do you think your students would consider you eccentric? I don't know what other people think of me. <laughs> yeah. As, well, the students I teach on Thursdays, I wear the same thing every day. And it never actually dawned on me that I did that in, until I was about five weeks into the last semester. And, um, and then did you stop doing it? I wore one different outfit during that semester. But no one ever said anything. So they probably didn't think much of it. I think that's a very bold assumption of you to think that just because they didn't say anything means that they didn't think about it. Because, like, if I was your student, I would have been noticed immediately in the second week. And, like, I would have still never said anything to you, but I would have been thinking, like, why does this man wear the exact same thing every Thursday? But I know you, and I know why you wear the exact same thing every Thursday, and that's because you're a man of simplicity. It's just an easy outfit for you to wear every, and it's clean every Thursday. It was my most comfortable outfit for teaching. I I do think that, well, I don't know if no one that I'm around is going to call me eccentric because they're not, they're just not going to use that language. I can see people calling me weird or odd or... In like a loving way, not like a mean way. Yeah, probably. I mean, I would hope it's a good way, not a bad way. Um, I wouldn't know, but, yeah. Anyway, did I answer your question about why I said, okay, you were right about the eccentric Yale professor? This time, I'll take it as, yeah, I'm right. I'll give it to you because, like I said, I might not have been, I don't think we were thinking of the same definition of eccentric, and I think, I don't think I phrased my further clarification well in the moment, because I was really honing in on the fact that you were singling out professors from this specific institution, where you were really talking about, like, a category of professor. So, I guess you're right. I will say, saying absent-minded professor probably would have been better, because that is, I feel like, 
the wording that typically is used in that stereotype. This kind of segues nicely into my question for you because it also goes along the vein of communication and how to effectively communicate with one another. And that is, and you do this all the time, and I, I can't tell if it genuinely makes me mad because it seems to me like, how does he do this every time? I literally have never done this before, and that is meaning to text an individual, and instead you just text in a group chat that they're a part of every time, and I don't know how you manage to do it. That was an exaggeration, because it's not every time. I probably do it one to two times a month, which that's that's pretty high for, you know, I guess. For clarification, when I say every time, I mean like every time there's a new group chat or every time a group chat is like within one of your like clickable text messages, like if it's at the top of your text screen, that's every time. Like if there is a recent group chat that you have messaging, that you have messaged in, that's when you do it. Not like literally every text message to me. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. So are you asking why it happens? Usually, I'll like check my phone earlier in the morning and I see the order in which I've texted people last. The group chat, say like you're one and the group chat's number two. And I've been texting you all day and I know you're the number one spot. But then somebody else texts in the group chat something and it's they switch spots. And then I go to text you. So I click the top one without reading it, and it doesn't just go to you. It goes to a group. I feel like that's not true because I bring this up because while I was dog sitting, I mean, I do agree that that's like partially true, but I feel like it's not entirely true. But while I was dog sitting, we have a group chat with my family, and that's always at the top, like for this messaging system that we use Um, because we don't like really individually text each other on that like messaging platform so that group chat's always at the top and in that group chat i saw you typing and you don't normally type in this group chat so i already knew that it was something that you meant specifically for me and for some reason you were like using this messaging system and you texted like how was the ice cream which was clearly not meant for my entire family and as a joke my brother responded and was like oh it was good (laughs) And I texted you individually and I was like, if you were meaning to send me a text message, just text me. Don't like use this obscure messaging system that like we really only use for our family group chat. So I feel like you saying like, oh, because our normally I'm at the top of your list and then sometimes that changes like isn't entirely true. I feel like what's more on the nose is where you said, I don't read it. Well, the same thing happened with that with that messaging service like the reason it only happens when i'm was actively already sending messages in both mm-hmm. you you were you were sending me messages and then i sent you a message perfectly fine and then there's other stuff going on in the other chat and it it just gets a lot it's a lot <laughs> it's not a lot you just said it you don't read it well they also move spots you know and yeah and then when you don't read it that's a problem and 
happens. Did you know that there is a setting on your phone where you can pin people to the top of your text list? No. Do you think if we did an experiment and I was pinned to the top of your text list, you would stop sending me private messages in our family group chat? No. (laughs) So then that just 100% disproves that that's not the reason. The reason is that you literally just don't read it. I'm partially joking. I do think that would help. But I'm not going to say it would fix it for good. Because I also send messages while I'm doing other things. I'm distracted and I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. There was another instance where I can't remember my mom maybe was watching our dogs or like something was happening and we had a group chat, the three of us, like you, me, and my mom. And you texted in it and you said, I'm going to the grocery store. Like you meant to send that directly to me to inform me as to why you were not going to be home. And my mom responded and she said, did you mean to send this to me? And you were like, no. And then (laughs) probably like 30 minutes or an hour later, you texted in that same group chat, I'm on my way home from the grocery store. And she texted yet again, did you mean to send this to me? Like instances like that, like she called you out once and then 30 minutes later, you did it again. Yeah. Okay. One thing is I didn't go to the grocery store I normally go to. Well, okay. The first time was a mistake, just like I said before. Same reasoning. But the second time, I went to a grocery store that I don't normally go to, and it's a grocery store that has so many people in it, and it's, it's just so chaotic. I don't remember exactly when I sent the text, but when I come out of that grocery store, I am so turned around in everything that I'm doing, and I'm like exhausted and like I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing because I just like don't have the energy to spend on it and I it's possible I could have sent the text while in the grocery store too and might I add I really struggle to send messages out of that grocery store because I have no service and then it doesn't matter if you're texting me individually or a group chat well if I if a message fails to send I put less effort into sending it the next time I'm more distracted I just I get distracted easily. So like when I, you get weird messages all the time where you can't read them and that's because I'm not, I'm distracted when I'm writing them. Texting in a, like I get weird messages like you don't even speak English because you have so many misspellings and grammatical errors, but that's different than like texting in a group chat that is meant for an individual person. I'm just adding on to it. I also don't really understand what the whole service thing has to do with it. You're going to have to, like, further explain that. I don't know if I can. It's just... Let me just clarify my question. What does having no service do to make it more confusing to click, like, an individual person versus a group chat? I understand, like, sending the message requires more effort, but before you even send the message, you have to choose who to send the message to. So what does not having service have to do with that? I just tacked it on as like another thing that bothers me when I'm trying to send a message. It's not a significant reason, but I will say that when that does happen to me, you know, usually it will stay there unsent and you can wait a few minutes and hit resend. I don't do that. I like keep retyping it and trying to send it. I think that causes some more error. Like it was literally so chaotic, but okay. 
I just like I literally have never met somebody that sends in like private messages to a group chat as much as you do and it's not that it makes me angry or anything I I start to get concerned when I see like you typing in a family message because I'm like oh my god like what is he gonna send I hope it's like PG and my parents can see this because I know that it's gonna be meant directly for me and I can't stop it so it like there's an aura of like anxiety and then also I just like gets under my skin because I'm like how can he keep making these mistakes even though like every time everybody calls him out for it but it keeps happening like way more than anybody else I've never received a text message from anyone else in my family that like was in that group that was meant for an individual that I can think of maybe you can think of one I don't send messages that your parents can't see so like I don't um think about it when it's like and it there's no consequence you know it's like oh they saw it whatever I don't know if you really like answered my question or made me feel any better about why you do it I think it's still just as chaotic none of the chaos and anxiety of it has like been relieved but I do think if we try the whole like pinning conversations to the top of your like text messages maybe they all will feel a bit better but that doesn't like explain why you use random messaging like DMing services for like things that you could send in a text message that would also cut down on the amount of times that you like randomly text in our family group chat I'm up for whatever solutions you have open-minded to changing i'm not very stressed about it though okay well we'll like run a little a test and we'll let the viewers know how many times you text in our family group chat messages that are meant for me so with that i say we should wrap things up any final words of wisdom did that yale professor enlighten you in any way and there are many ones from yale if you enjoyed this podcast please like and comment consider subscribing on youtube or following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy. See you next week.